0: So our story begins in June with a plateau in our daily devotionals. After doing a number of different daily devotionals in the evening, David uh, grew a little unenthused with the option that I had chose. (laughs) And we were seeking a different approach to better our discussion and our growth in Christ together. And so one day he suggested that we read Steps to Christ as our daily study. And I I said, that's such a great idea. I just need to find the book first. You know, it's kind of a small book. And uh, I had dutifully stored it away with our probably two or three hundred other books in our living room area. I hadn't seen it in months. And so uh, I thought of this for the many days that followed. And finally, after two or three weeks, the idea that I needed to locate Steps to Christ for our devotional time together intensified. So... One night, David worked late in the OR, and I was busy putting the girls to bed. And just as I tucked in the last child for the evening, uh, David came home, and he sat down on the couch to unwind, and I noticed that Steps to Christ had been pulled out and was laying face up in plain sight. So I eagerly grabbed it, and we read the first several pages together. Thank you, I told him, (laughs) for finally taking the time to find this. I kept meaning to find it, but I just hadn't put the time aside. Oh, I, I didn't find it, David said. I thought that was you. <laughs> so we sat in disbelief while contemplating how it could have ever ended up there. So the next morning, this was still prevalent in my mind when I thanked our pair, Kelly. She was the only other adult living with us at the time. Why, she pulled the book out for us, and she looked confused. That wasn't me either, she said. So all three of us turned in complete disbelief at Ella, who seemed unmoved. Ella, did you find this book? Yep, she smiled. Well, why did you do that? She's she's never done that before, by the way. <laughs> she smiled slyly, and she just gestured, I don't know, with her hands. <laughs> but look, Mommy, it's Jesus. So... We were flabbergasted, to say the very least, and we diligently dove into our daily studies of the book. Clearly, God was pushing us to read it, (laughs) and um, remarkably, life started changing for us quite quickly after the first few pages were turned. In fact, the very next day, David and I sent out our first email of our new company that we started, which is called GP Solutions. That stands for God Provides Solutions, and we're selling... um, case you're curious. We're selling COVID-19 tests and personal protective equipment. We're still working really hard at it. It's definitely been a work in progress, uh, but we're hoping to glorify God with that opportunity. Um, So we'll see where he leads us with it. But we certainly hope to be able to give you a successful testimony of our company in the future. (laughs) So nearly a month later, in mid-July, I started to feel sick. I tested negative for COVID, all four times that I was tested, Um, but my fevers and my abdominal pain worsened progressively. After three inconclusive trips to the ER over the course of three consecutive days, I finally grew so gravely ill that I was admitted to the intensive care unit with severe sepsis. Doctors immediately placed me on life supportive measures to perfuse my vital organs and keep me alive. God bless David with extremely impactful wisdom during this terrifying time as he managed to orchestrate all of my care all the while sitting next to my hospital bed and holding my hand. David also reached out to Pastor Zach and Leah along with a dear friend of ours, Rich, for prayer support. Rich has a heart for Jesus and he was really moved by our tumultuous circumstances That night, he later told us that he struggled with insomnia, and after a sleepless night, he was so upset at the prospect that our family could be forever changed by this illness that he went outside at 3.45 a.m., and he yelled at God. God, he shouted, you need to make this right. Please save her. This emotional dialogue continued for another 15 minutes, upon which he finally retreated inside to reattempt some rest. Well, across town, another good friend of ours, we'll call him Ed, for the sake of the story, was starkly awoken from his slumber at 4 a.m. On the dot. (laughs) He checked around the house to no avail. He felt that there was a presence in the room, a peaceful, a calm, yet a significant presence. So he even went outside to check things out, feeling perplexed by what it could possibly be. And meanwhile at the hospital at 4 a.m. on the dot, David stood up suddenly from the chair next to my hospital bed. In a matter of a few short seconds, he noticed that all my monitors spontaneously normalized. My blood pressure came up. My heart rate came down. My breathing normalized. Everything looked perfect. And that's when my eyes finally fluttered open for the first time since I I was admitted earlier that day. Hi, honey, I said. (laughs) David, shocked, asked, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, I said I I felt pretty good, actually, considering the circumstances. Can I have a snack? (laughs) And sure enough, from that moment on, my course dramatically improved. I continued my stay in the ICU for another four days to follow, so I can't say that I was perfect by any means, but uh, it was notably a miracle. So the next morning, David called our friend, the one who was awoken strangely in the middle of the night, Ed, (laughs) to tell him about my illness and what was taking place, because he had no idea that I was sick and that I was in the hospital. Ed asked specifically what time things seemed to turn around for me. Well, it was in the middle of the night, David told him. No, 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 no. What time exactly, Ed wanted to know. It was 4 a.m., Ed, completely astonished, proceeded to tell us that he woke up at four and knew, despite his agnostic or quite likely atheist beliefs, that he felt an angel, that there was an angel that was there for me. An angel, the Holy Spirit, the possibilities are endless, but nonetheless, it was divine. It was the hand of God descending to heal me. So, in case you're wondering, I was quite the medical mystery for a while. (laughs) I had all the docs on our team pretty perplexed with my illness. The conclusive diagnosis, however, was an atypical pneumonia. It's like a walking pneumonia uh, called mycoplasma pneumonia, and my body had an exaggerated inflammatory response uh, in its efforts to battle the infection. So, if you ask me, however, Satan was trying to take me out, and God always prevails. We are a praying church. Uh, that's certainly one of the things that I love the very most about our church and about our church family. I later learned of all the people who prayed for me, who prayed for our family, for my health, for my recovery. And we are deeply moved by that. We were so touched by the support that we received from all of you. And I uh, truly can't thank you enough for that. We are relatively new to this church family, but we are certainly indebted for your love and your thoughtfulness, and I owe my recovery to your prayer requests and all of the many answered prayers that return me to my normal state of health so quickly. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 reads, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. And Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says, For nothing will be impossible with God. God is so, so good, and we are certainly grateful for his tremendous blessings to our family this year, despite all the hardships that were presented to us, to our world, to our community. I'd like to finish with a quote from Edward Bounds, who wrote 11 books on the subject of prayer. He once said, the Christian life rooted in the secret place where God meets and walks and talks with his own grows into such a testimony of divine power that all men will feel its influence and be touched by the warmth of its love. Amen.
1: Isn't God incredible? (laughs) He hears you when you pray. Thank you all so much for praying. I know so many of you were praying in that situation. And, uh, you know, Psalm 50 verse 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. We've been talking recently about the first angel's message, to fear God and give him glory, for the hour of his judgment has come. It brings glory when we hear stories like this. Thank you, Marissa, so much for sharing that. We praise God for what he's doing in their family, and I think we may hear more of that testimony later on. But one other thing before uh, we're going to have Mira come up and share, she's agreed to share with us this morning as well. Uh, If you haven't read the book Steps to Christ or you haven't read it recently, just encourage you to pick that book up and read it along with your Bible it is so encouraging, so enriching for your relationship with Jesus. And if you don't have that book and you'd like a copy of it, please ask and I would be happy to give you a copy of it today. So don't don't leave without one if you don't don't have one because it's a powerful book to read. But I, I wanted to ha- invite Mira to come up and share for those of you that don't know every Wednesday night we have a prayer call and Mira has been a part of that and some of the things that she has shared there during the started during the pandemic have just been so encouraging to me just to hear how God has worked in the midst of this pandemic to impact her life. And so I invited her to to come share with us this morning just briefly. But after she shares, we're also going to open it up. So be thinking about what God might have you share. Maybe it's just a Bible verse that's been encouraging to you, or maybe it's an experience, or maybe you just have a request for prayer this morning that you need prayer. Either way, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, Mira, come on.
2: First of all, i like to thank God that we are very blessed to have face-to-face between the church member, and we can worship our Lord together. So many other churches, they only do online or on the telephone, but I was so thankful, and every, every day I'm waiting for the Sabbath day because this is my blessed day. It's near the sanctuary. We can worship the Lord. This is such a tremendous time that we are having. And first of all, when pandemic started, I wasn't really scared or worried too much. But I have six six disabled people whose immune system is, you know, a little bit lower than regular people. And my husband has only one lung, so I was kind of praying to God, I cannot do anything, but I'll do my best. But without your help, I'm, you know, I'm not worried about me, but I'm worried about my six disabled and my husband because they all have this situation and physical condition is not the lower than regular people but um, I really thank to God today that everybody was all negative because we tested all the staff every month we have tests it's the state government requirement and thank you God for that and when I come to the pandemic my life is since I was born I'm running, escaping, moving to another place, moving to other country, try a struggle, make make a living, and uh, when I came to United States, I have to get uh, two jobs and just uh, my ends to meet, and just running, running, running. Of course, I was born to Christian family, but. My I was church person. I go to church, but without knowing God, really, just church person. And then when I meet a Seventh Advent Church sister in San Fernando Valley, and she introduced me to um, some seminar, health seminar. Then I met for the first time uh, Seventh Advent. Church people. I was in other denominations. But then I started um, Bible study and with a Seventh Adventist church sister. And I really, my eyes are open because all my questions were answered. When I was attending other churches that still didn't make a clear picture. And I didn't know God that much. I know, oh, I'm a Christian. I was born into a Christian family. We are escaping way north of North Korea. And my mother, my father were Christians. So we, we are, we knew we could not live in a communist country. So my family and relative all escaped. There are a lot of episodes. God miraculously saved my life and my family. And I thought, oh, I was so fortunate at the time when I heard it, when I was like 12 years old. I thought it was, I was just fortunate. I didn't know God helped me, and he did a miraculous thing on my life. But I have lived three quarters of century It's a long time I have lived. And running, 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 running. And 14 years ago, I lost my dearest cousin, who was like sister. And then 13 years ago, my mother passed away. I start to think, oh, God, why you take my loved ones away? And then when I look at the Bible... It was just, um, didn't touch me deeply. But when I had a Bible study with um, this sister, so many times I was deeply moved. And I begin to know, but I still didn't have a complete trust in God or confidence. Just, hmm, uh, that's good word. Sounds good, that kind of attitude. But i been, I had another study in St. Louis with our church member in Santa Maria. And I start begin, deeply, deeply begin to know the God really, who God is. And, uh, and this pandemic, I kind of running, running, running situation. I said, Mira, stop it. You kind of sit down when you pray. I pray very short in the morning, like a few minutes, <laughs> and then I stop my day. But now I begin to really deeply think what pandemic really made me think deeply about my life, Mira, it. Just don't run, run, run all the time. Just have a really private time with God and talk to Him. It's not you're talking and spit it out your words, but listen what He answers. So I began to uh, mature. I began a little bit mature, and I don't want to be just church goer person. I want to be real Christian. That kind of um, uh, thinking. And uh, and just the pandemic gave me a lot of thinking. Oh, Lord, this is the beginning hour of our hard time in the future. This is nothing. We still have plenty of food, water, and... Um, I just begin to think, I'm a kind of person complaining all the time. Why me like this? Why me like that? Always complaining type of person. I know my faults. But now I have nothing but thank to God what I am in right now. And most of all, I thank to God that I belong to Templeton Church. And I can come to the church every Sabbath and worship him together with other saints, this is such a big blessing for me. And uh, I, um, I just, uh, this pandemic really gave me time to think. And I have uh, one disabled boy who has a really critical health issue And I kind of worry a little bit, and I say, oh, Lord, I have nothing to worry about. All I do is that I have to take him to the ER, doctor's office, test after test, that I'll be diligent to do it. That's all I do. Whatever it comes out, it's in God's work, not my decision. And uh, before... Maybe I was worry worried day and night, night and day worry, but now I'm at peace. I don't worry too much. A little bit occasionally, I just thinking in a few seconds, I said, "I come out right away. Don't worry, because he's merciful. He, he, he has protect you. And 23 years, I've been taking care of these people. And whenever the hard time comes, he always protects us and solves the problem. Why you worry? This pandemic, to someone, very depressing situation. Occasionally, I'm a little bit frustrated, but basically, I'm very happy. And I know... He always watch over me, and I look at the other day the Psalm one o seven chapter. Give thanks to the Lord. I just thank to the Lord, for He is good. He's so good. He, His love, endures forever. Since I was born, He had loved me, but I didn't know. He did a lot of miracle things on me to save me, but I thought it was fortunate. I was fortunate. No, he saved me so many times in very dangerous time. I have a lot of history of that. But God loved me, and His love endures forever, unceasingly. He doesn't love and He loved. No, it's not it. It's unceasing. Just continuously he has loved me and I want to all our church members that we have to have experience. If you read in black and white war words, just read it. it doesn't make any difference. You have to experience his words. So that and I thank you, Pastor, for this time that I can uh, testify what I have uh, experienced with the Lord.
1: Amen. Thank you, Mira. Isn't that inspiring? God can take a pandemic and he can deepen your walk with Jesus. And if that has been your experience already, the encouragement is don't go back to normal. That hasn't been your experience yet in the pandemic. There's still time, it looks like. Keep asking him to to somehow show you how he can use this to draw you closer to him. James chapter 1 says it this way in verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy. That's a challenge, huh? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. God wants to seal our hearts with his love. That everlasting love that's been drawing Mira all the way from Korea and working in her life step by step. Thank you for that beautiful testimony of how God's been working here. That's an inspiration. Well, I want to invite anybody else who'd like to come this morning to share any blessings that, that you have have received, maybe during the pandemic, maybe over the past year, maybe the yesterday. Um, and any uh, encouragement that you'd like to share, just just keep it brief so that we can have a few people share, but we'll go ahead and invite Anybody that would like to come forward to share? Anybody want to come share? Looks like Kathy's coming forward to share with us. Thank you, Kathy. Looks like you got family here. That's a blessing to be thankful for. <laughs> Welcome.
3: Has the Lord been good to you? It says in the scripture, say so. So for me to sit in that chair when the Lord has been so good to me would be disobedient, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be ungrateful. And um, I just want to praise God this morning for every single one of you sitting out there. Your, your smiles, your encouragement. Um, some of you have taken us off on adventures outside. And you've just been a, such a terrific blessing to us. And uh, and I and I want to tell you that and I want to praise God for his goodness. And yesterday, well, we, we've been having kind of a rough time around our house and because uh, <clears throat> my my strength and energy has been getting lower and 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 I've been having dizzy spells and um, and then Malin hurt his leg a couple weeks ago and it just got worse and worse. And he's limping around like an old man that he's not. and um you know uh you know my family you know my daughters uh my husband every especially now that my daughter is here face to face getting in my face and saying mom you need to go see a doctor you know you need to do something about this and um and uh i i that's not my first go-to and most of you know that if you know me And, um, and I'm not saying it's right. It's just, you know, my personal thing. And, um, and so, um, you know, I was, you know, I was praying and I was like surrendering to God and saying, okay, you know, Lord, you know, just, I'm, I'm willing to go. And, and, um, and Malin's leg was getting worse and yesterday. He was going to go in and see the doctor, but the doctor's office was closed, didn't return his calls or anything. And out of the blue, Laura and I and the kids were driving around. We were doing some errands and stuff. And out of the blue, my older mate from college, um, who went on to medical school at Loma Linda and, and has a degree in internal medicine and practiced for years and... Um, worked at the state hospital here in Tascadera for probably 10 years and then worked over at the men's colony and, um, as a doctor. And she just recently took a job down in Southern California. And she just calls me up out of the blue, and I don't know if she's in Southern California or if she's here. And she says, Hi, Kathy. She says, You know, I've been worried about you. And, uh, you know, you said you've been having dizzy spells and stuff, and I'm, you know, and I'm available you know, and, you know, I'll drive up here, you know, you could drive down, you know, just, uh, we can meet. Um, I'm available today. And, um, and so I, you know, told my husband and convinced him to come down with me so he could check her. I mean, she can check him out, his leg and everything too. And, um, and God provided. And I mean, she, she ran mailing through the gamut, you know, and, poked and prodded and had him walk around and did all kinds of tests and stuff. And, and then um, he went off to get the prescription that she prescribed through Costco. And, um, and then I, um, she had me out in the park. we were in the parking lot behind Target. She had me running all these tests, doing all these different things. And um, probably for almost an hour, and asking me tons of questions, and um, and she, you know, gave me a good prescription, and um, I just want to praise God because it's such a relief, you know, to um, that God provided, because <laughs> He knows me and He knows, you know, well, my husband and I, are stubborn, you know us, right? <laughs> but God provides; He cares for us, and just whatever you're going through, um, just Remember, he is right there beside you, and he's eager to help you and eager to, to um, you know, turn the corner. I mean, Marissa, you know, saved her life, you know. Um, we were praying for her when she was in the, you know, in the, in the ER and in critical condition. God hears our prayers, and I just wanted to, and I didn't make it so short, did I? I'm so That's sorry.
1: <laughs> Thank you. What a blessing. Isn't God good? He works in a myriad of different ways, and we are so incredibly grateful for that. Thank you, Kathy, so much for sharing that story. We have time for just a few more. Anybody have brief testimony that you'd like to share? Come forward, and we will have you share it.
4: God is wonderful, isn't he? And I have so much to praise him for this Thanksgiving. And you all know uh, I shared a testimony in August, and I won't go through all that, but One of the things Janet and I are especially happy for, we were getting really tired of traveling about last March and uh, looking to retire probably at General Conference Session in June. Uh, But uh, they shut all travel down from the GC. And we all began to learn that you can be a lot of places on the same day if you don't travel and go on Zoom. So anyway, we've, we've been still working and we'll work until GC next summer, but we were able to find a place on the next street over from Zach and Leah. And so in the middle of our other zoomings we can run over and be with the babies and so God is so good to us and we just feel extra blessed. We could go Sabbath I spoke on Friday night here, which was a church in or a group in Sumatra for their church service. And then Janet and I spoke at seven in the morning Sabbath to a group in Barbados and Dominica for for there so we can be all over the world and not travel and our bodies feel a lot better about that. So I think our church is learning that we don't have to spend all the money and all the stuff to get together all the time. It's nice to get together, and we will get together, but I think the church is going to be more effective and more efficient in the future at some of our meetings, and some of the things we do, we can do a lot cheaper and a lot better and still be together. But I just wanted to update you on the other testimony I shared in August, which is such a praise. You know, my parents have been gone for some time Uh, my dad, well over 20 years, and my mother, uh, you know, nearly that now. But they prayed like crazy for their kids (laughs) and their grandkids for decades. And, uh, you know, saw some movement with some of us. I came back, as you know, a rebellious preacher's kid early on, got into ministry, and they saw some of that. My brother and sister, uh, my sister was struggling. She started to come back, left, came back. My brother, they never saw any movement, and he uh, just died two years ago and had just given his heart again after many times before, but given his heart to the Lord Friday night at an evangelistic meeting, went home and died of a massive stroke. And so, I believe in heaven, they're going to see my brother, and they didn't know that. But it just happened. I'm watching my family, who's prayed for so long, and I know many of you are praying for loved ones that you care so much about, and maybe you haven't seen movement. They prayed for my brother for 50 years and died, and didn't know. And I believe he'll be there, my sister. But my sister, I told you, raised me, and she had two boys, and uh, before she died, we were praying massively for her son, especially her older one, Jeff. He... uh, never did come to christ really he went to our schools he went to church and sabbath school but their family wasn't really that into the lord and so jeff (laughs) went a different track but he worked for health systems he ended up cfo of both porter hospital and littleton hospital at the same time very sharp young guy super at finance and and business and all that kind of thing and he and three other guys from the health systems took off and took over a failing health insurance company back in the i guess late 90s early twos and um Made it successful. He was a multimillionaire by the time he was 42, but very arrogant. I remember when when I went to my mother's funeral afterwards. We were going to the airport, and Jeff was <clears throat> driving me there. I said, Jerry, you know, and I hear you preach and I hear sermons, you know, sometimes i move, But he said, I just got issues, man. I got issues with the church, and you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Just uh, issues with God and everything. So anyway, I really started praying for him a lot then, and. Uh, His mother was really concerned about him, too. And he retired at 42, and all he had to do was get into sports and golfing and fool around and went back to work a little bit. But (laughs) basically, Jeff uh, just was as far away from God (coughs) as he could get. And um, by the time my sister died, he had already started down a track of drinking. He ended up getting into cocaine, got hooked on it, Uh, everything, lost all his money, lost his family, uh, his young daughter, Precious Carrie, uh, she was <laughs> trying to go to college. Jeff got a loans for her for college, took that money and spent it on drugs. <laughs> this is a guy who was at the top of the pinnacle, who was so hooked on drugs and and just lying and stealing and doing anything he could, and just praying. We prayed so much for Jeff, and I think I told you in August, I was te- I just texted him one Sabbath morning. I said, Jeff, I'm praying for you. Bowed John Jeremiah 29 to him. I said, you know, the Lord's got a future for you, and he texted me back and said, Jerry, you won't believe it, I'm in church today, <laughs> up here, Helena, Montana, Montana. And uh, he said two two months ago they had me share my testimony here. And so he sent me a thumb drive. And, man, powerful testimony. So humble now, how God has led in his life, how he saved him, how he brought him back to Jesus. Left Denver, had to get out of the big city and his friends. But he's, he's dry now, <laughs> he's sober up in Helena, Montana. I told you at the time he was uh, uh, driving for Papa John's. <laughs> That was his job, and I couldn't go see him one time because he was a pizza delivery boy. Well, I had been planning to call him and see how things were going because um, this was like three months ago. I want to make sure he was okay. He texted me on Thanksgiving morning and just said, you know, happy Thanksgiving. God bless you, and thank you for all you're doing. He loved us. So I called him up, and yesterday we finally made connection. He's now a DoorDash driver, <laughs> but he's happy as can be. He loves his church. And he's, he, we were talking about Jesus and he, he said, man, these 30-year-olds in my church, there's 40 people in his church, but he loves them. He said, my, these 30-year-olds in my church know their Bible back and forth. And I said, I got to start reading, man. He says, I don't know. Uh, he said, every day I'm trying to read now with Jesus. And, but here's the part I'm, I'm really wanting to share with you today. His daughter, Carrie, not long after he did that, <laughs> went down the road too. Found a bad group, a bad guy she was living with. Ended up hooked herself on drugs and alcohol. Uh, her mother's just broken hearted. Two years ago, my brother died. His mother, Diane, he and, she and Jeff had separated. She married one of the, his friends. She said, please play for Carrie, precious Carrie. She's just gone so far down the road, and it's terrible. And she's on drugs, and then she got pregnant. <laughs> you, know, you know the whole story. So I've been praying for Carrie, I'm praying for Jeff. And yesterday, as I talked to Jeff, he said, man, he said, you won't believe what happened to Carrie. <laughs> She just came back to Jesus. She was on her way to jail, but she took the rehab route with the judge, let her go on to rehab, showed me a picture later of her little girl, seven months old, little Eva, so precious. And he said, I call Carrie every morning now, and we share a Bible text. God has given us for the day. We pray together. So, you know, I just just tell you this all because it's just amazing to me how God is knocking domino after domino down from my parents (laughs) way after they're gone. So whoever you're praying for, don't give up. huh? God is at work in their lives. He can't force anybody to be saved, he won't. But he will open blind eyes and he will set captives free. He'll make the cricket thing straight. Um, I just can't believe, Jeff said, I can't wait to sometime they asked me to preach again. He said, I want to talk about, he lives not too far away from Glacier National Park now. He said, I see these deer and these elk and these bluebirds and all this stuff. He said, I'm, my sermon's going to be, come on, man. <laughs> You don't believe in a creator God when you look at all these animals and stuff? So we were just praising God together. So uh, don't give up. God is working in your kids' lives. And, and Jeff shared the text that he's been reading this devotional every day, and the text that God gave him yesterday, he shared with me, and he would shared with Carrie earlier that morning. You know it well. Hebrews 4, uh, 14 and to 16, he says, Seeing then we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses. Amen? But was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jeff and Carrie and the rest of my family, I believe God is going to get us all there to meet my mom and dad on that morning.
1: God is good. He is merciful and gracious, abounding in steadfast love. I don't want to cut it off if anybody else wants to share uh, one last story, maybe. It's okay if not. Um, But just take that to heart. God truly is working in your loved one's life and in your life. You know, Isaiah chapter 40 says, By the strength of his might, not one is missing. Talking about the stars, he says lift up your eyes on high. But I think he's talking about the salvation of your loved one and about your salvation. You know, it, it's good for us to do this. I wish we had all day to be able to share these stories about what God is up to, how he is working in our lives because it stirs faith and it stirs confidence in us in who God is and it it ultimately brings glory to God. You remember what the first angel's message is? When that angel comes Across the sky, having good news, everlasting good news to preach to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. And he says with a loud voice, you remember what the first part is? We've been working on it. Fear God and give him glory for the hour of his judgment has come. With a loud voice, he's saying, give glory to God. And we talked about how that's to reflect who God is in character and that is what you have done this morning by sharing those stories. Thank you for doing that. It reminds me just briefly, I wanted to share with you uh, two texts from Luke chapter 17. If you have your Bible, go with me to Luke chapter 17. In Luke chapter 17, you have Jesus about to enter a village. He's it's traveling in the midst of Galilee and Samaria. He's about to go into a village when you have these 10 men come up to him or call out to him before he gets into the, the village, and they had to stay a distance back because they were lepers, a gruesome disease that would disfigure a person. Their, their appendages would be, uh, sometimes would, would fall off. If you've ever seen pictures of leprosy, it's a horrendous disease. And they call out to Jesus asking him to have mercy on them. And he says, hey, go and show yourselves to the priest at the temple. And so all 10 of them go. And then we pick up the story in verse, fifth, verse 15, and one of uh, verse actually 14. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. I don't know what that moment was like. Maybe one looked over and, like, hey, Joshua, your finger just grew back. What's going on here? Hey, look at your nose is back. I don't know what it was like when suddenly they're looking at each other saying, we're well. And in that moment, nine of them headed off to a new life to enjoy. All that they had been given. Friends, you have been given a lot. This morning you might be sitting here thinking, I don't have much to be thankful for. You know that Matthew chapter 5 says that he makes the sun to shine on the evil and the good. So if you're feeling warm or maybe you're thankful for the sunshine this morning, maybe you're not thankful for it. But that's a gift from God that comes to you regardless of who you are. He sends the rain also it says on the evil and the good and he watches out for the sparrow he watches out for the lilies and he watches out for you and me. And so Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse I believe it's 18 give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in absolutely everything. That's why James can say rejoice in your trials. Well, this man one of them Verse 15 says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed... Now think about this this loud voice that comes saying, Fear God and give him glory. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Friends, if you want to glorify God, if you want to be a part of this last day movement to bring glory to the character of who God is... Give thanks for what he's done in your life. Give thanks for what he is doing in faith. Give thanks even in the midst of your trials. Give thanks because this glorifies God. You imagine the crowd that's around Jesus is suddenly they realize this is a miracle working figure and as he's teaching us these things, we should believe him. we should listen to him because we just saw this incredible thing that he has just done for this man. He goes on to say, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Friends, we've been blessed with a lot of light. We live in a Christian country. We, we live where we get to be exposed to so much light. Don't leave it up to the rocks to cry out. Don't leave it up to others to come and bring glory to God. Give Him thanks for what He's done in your life. And even in the difficult times, can we give thanks when things aren't going the way that we want? You know, I was thinking about it. I was thinking that, really, I'm so incredibly thankful that my personal cost of living has increased. Are you thankful that the cost of living has increased for you? I am actually very thankful that the cost of living has increased for me. I am thankful for all of the dirty dishes. Are you thankful for dirty dishes? Now we're saying, okay, you're going too far, right? How about, are you thankful when the kitchen floor is dirty? Are you thankful when the sheets on your bed need to be washed or when the bathroom needs to be cleaned? Are you thankful... When you have less time than you'd like for your own free reading, are you thankful when you even are so busy that you have less time to spend with your wife? Are you thankful when things aren't as quiet in your home as you might hope that they would be? I'm here to tell you that I am thankful for every one of these things. Do you believe it? Because over the last 22 months, I've discovered something. I am so incredibly glad that my cost of living has increased and that I now have to feed four mouths instead of just two. I'm so incredibly thankful that by the end of the day, there are more dirty dishes than I have ever seen in my house before because there are four mouths that are eating. I'm so incredibly thankful that pretty much every single day, the floor in the kitchen is unimaginably dirty, at least around two particular chairs. Though they're getting better and better at eating. I'm so incredibly thankful that I have less time to myself, that the house isn't as quiet. And I'm even thankful, although Leah and I were talking about how to block out more time together, I'm thankful that it's not just Leah and I alone in the house anymore. Because love has been increased. And you may not know yet, how love is going to increase through the trials in your life, but that's God's goal. He makes that abundantly clear in Romans chapter 8 when he says he works all things together for good for those who love him, and that nothing, he goes on to say, can separate you from the love of God. Friends, keep trusting. Keep looking to Jesus. Keep thanking him even for the dirty dishes, even for the trials, even when the car breaks down. Thank him because he wants to turn that into a blessing that will increase your love throughout eternity. I wouldn't trade any of those trials, any of those small little difficulties in my life for either one of my beautiful twin daughters who bring me so much joy. But even more, knowing that the infinite God of the universe is watching out for my life and your life every single day, I wouldn't trade any trial that he allows to come to me knowing that it's only something that He is able to use to draw me closer to Him and to expand my love for Him. And we're seeing that. We heard testimony after testimony, and most of these involved really hard and difficult situations. Without a test, you don't usually have a testimony. And we're seeing that with our church. You realize what has happened during this pandemic? Just to remind you, Matt shared a couple weeks ago, you got to go on our YouTube channel and watch his story if you didn't hear it yet, because it's incredible because we had our grand opening In February and that was frustrating to us because we wanted to open before then we this was a long process that took longer than any of most of us wanted for the farm to start but what happened in March this building has been closed since March every program that we could have possibly run that I can think of besides a farm here in our community has closed and now we have every Sunday lots of people coming to be here at our church more people from the community are coming to our church now than were before the pandemic. Is God incredible? You think about our school. We were down in 2015, down to about five students in our school. Due to the pandemic, we're now up to, including some homeschool students that attend classes, over 30 students in our school. God is incredible. Just in this year, it's gone from 12 to around 30 students. God is amazing. And he's blessing the school financially. We're so incredibly thankful for that. God is blessed with us having outdoor church. There are people who attend our church now who were walking past, and because we were outdoors, who started to come to our church. God is incredible. He turns the difficult things around for infinite good. Keep trusting Him. Keep looking to Him. That's why I wanted to close uh, with a song, Blessings by Laura Story. In this song, it just reminds us that his blessings, they sometimes come through raindrops. Sometimes they come through trials. Sometimes they come through the difficulties in your life. What if it's the sleepless nights? I tell you, I wouldn't trade my sleepless nights. When, when my girls wake me up, you know, they say for parents that the time falling back is not so good because at 5 a.m., your kids now think it's 6 a.m. and you get up. But I realize something. I get an extra hour with my girls. Maybe God has you up during the night because there's extra time for you to be with Him. I don't know what trial He has in your life, but I know that He wants to increase your love relationship with Him through everything that you're going through. Father, thank You. Thank You for the ways that You've worked and all of these stories that we've heard today. Father, we ask that You would make us like that leper who came back to say thank You to glorify you with a loud voice and Lord I don't know what that looks like how we can do it most effectively so that people hear how good you are what an incredible character you have but I pray father that you would open up doors for us to let our light shine that we can share with people how good you are and father we choose to believe that it can even take place in the midst of the most difficult trials of our life and father There are some here right now who are still going through that trial, who are facing the difficulty, who haven't yet seen the answers. Lord God, would You fill them with faith to know that You are still with them, that You will hold them up, and that You are the God who they can give You thanks in advance for the ways that You will work all things together for good in their life. That God is for them, Father. Give them confidence in You. Father, We pray that your name would be glorified, that people would see how incredibly loving you are, that you would do whatever it takes to save anybody who's willing. We love you, Father. Bless my friends as they go out to worship you this Sabbath, to live lives of worship this week, Lord. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, and may we live lives of thankfulness for all your many blessings to us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.